and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Chumsum. That's your name. That Chum, is my Chum, name Chum. now. <laughs> Chum Chum. And I'm joined as always by Ms. Mimsy. That would be me. Yep, hello, and now you know who we are. <laughs> Welcome back to episode five of season three. This episode is called Revelations. Uh, what happened last time, MC? Good Lord. Well, the mm. greatest character in the entire <laughs> series, Strider, turned out to be a dick. Um, misguided. He, he, mm. Misguided seems a little like you let him off the hook a little bit. He, it's not it, like he heroically sacrificed himself or anything. He let a bunch of kids get vamped because he was trying to look after them, and in his twisted logic, getting letting them get turned into vampires is. And it was the ultimate hero right. chip who had to explain that that wasn't the way things were done. Thank God for his morals. <laughs> and we found out a little bit more about how or why Chip has been brought back by some sort of higher power well... to help determine the fate of the world sort of yeah. again it was another Shinokan being all oh, it's all mysterious and stuff I can't <laughs> tell you more about it because Shinokan was all tune in next week <laughs> <laughs> and the gang still were quite untrusting of him perhaps you know that's okay that was very gracious of you well <laughs> done well done I'm, I'm proud thank you thank you and I'm sure they will come around at some point but yeah mm. this episode is called Revelation so perhaps this is the episode where we find out more about that uh, that sounds likely or the other option is we won't mention it at all and it will mean com- something completely different <laughs> equally likely <laughs> let's find out this is Revelations part one previously on Tomorrow Gason. So what do we know? Louise asked. Oh, we know that Chip has been to hell for his crimes. Yeah, spending a few months in a place like that, bound to change a guy. A few months? Shinokon said, almost shocked. It has been longer than a few months. He's been suffering in hell for a lifetime. Chip opened up his wardrobe, looking for a clean, less bloodstained shirt. Instead of reaching for a new shirt, he pulled out his long black coat. It still smelled of him and the countless battles he had fought in it. He slipped it on and looked in the cracked mirror. Ooh, symbolism. Mm. (laughs) He could barely see himself and that was fine. The very reason he had smashed the mirror was so he didn't have to look at himself every single morning. The gun holster was comfortably positioned under her arm and she knew that at the first sign of trouble, she could grab it in a flash. What, the holster? Get out of here, I've got a gun holster and one day I'm gonna put a gun in it. One day we've already established that Tifa isn't super hot on guns. <laughs> we don't know this is Tifa. Yeah, but I Oh you read ahead. Yeah, okay, sorry. great. <laughs> Spoilers. The alley was dark. There were street lights at each end of the alley, but both were not working, which made it the perfect place for the discerning people up to naughty things. <laughs> Only tasteful people are getting up to naughty things. Discerning people up to naughty things. The well-dressed, great taste in music. This sounds like the blurb for a porno. (laughs) It does. It does. Yeah. Also, um, it's another episode where we've come into like almost like a cold opening. It does, Sort of like, oh, like, you can imagine this being shot like an episode, like, oh, there's an alleyway, it's dark, Mm. who's this person, what is going on here? So uh, I don't know if that's going to be a general theme running through the season. I think you must have seen it done on a TV series and thought, I'm going to do that forever. Maybe. Tifa edged along her back to the wall. Oh, it's Tifa. It's oh, Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thunk it? She tried to avoid the puddles on the floor so as not to alert the man. The man in question was Roy Man. <laughs> man the man. <laughs> but man spelled M-A-N-N. True. 
The man in question was Roy Mann, a 55-year-old drug dealer who had somehow slipped through the police's net on too many occasions. At what point do you get too old to be a drug dealer? Like, is there a point, if you're like 80 and you're mm. walking along with your, your walking cane, do people just not take you seriously? <laughs> like, I think it... Do you want to buy any heroin, sonny? <laughs> in my day, we used to have meth. <laughs> I like to think uh, it's either that you're really successful, so you do it for a longer amount of time. Yeah, true. Or your life has suddenly gone down the shitter. What, what if you've just been like a, a, a low-level drug dealer the whole time, you just somehow mm. never get caught... And there you are, supplementing your pension by dealing well, you crack. Know, and see, with the Tories involved, I think yes, we're all going to have to return Austerity. to drug dealing at some point, and that will be my excuse in court. <laughs> the man in question was Roy Mann, a 55-year-old drug dealer who had somehow slipped through the police's net on too many occasions. Tifa had been working on this case for years, and this was the closest she had got to Roy in all this time. So he's a very good drug dealer then. It's Tifa. <laughs> <laughs> It's taken her years to figure out how to actually say his name. I know. It's been two years. I know the first letter is definitely a, a R. And the next one is a circle. <laughs> he was big time, and putting him behind bars would do wonders for her career, although she wasn't sure how her boss would react. Chief Inspector Hirato had taken Tifa off every single big case she had gotten her teeth into. Suspicious. So, you mean, last episode she was suspicious of this. Mm. And now she's like, every time I get close to a criminal, he's like, nah, don't do that. (laughs) She's like, "Mm, there's something going on here. (laughs) She didn't know why, but this was one case she wasn't going to let go. Everything was perfect. She hadn't told Hirato about this case. Tifa had gotten a snitch to spill the beans as to where Roy would be, and now he was here. Crash! I've actually written the word crash in big letters. Nice. <laughs> Tifa cursed as she accidentally knocked the dustbin over. Who's there? Roy spun round, M16 in hand. <laughs> he is packing heat. Is Tifa's it? only got a gun holster. <laughs> The next line, Tifa reached for gun and yelled. <laughs> she reached for gun. That's its name. That's what she called her gun. Gun. <laughs> Tifa reached for gun and yelled. Please, freeze. You can't yell in your Tifa voice, no, can you? it's literally impossible. <laughs> Roy sprayed the alley with bullets, causing Tifa to hit the ground. She got down just inside to see chips of brick bounce out of the wall. As soon as Roy's automatic weapon was out, Tifa was back to her feet. She could hear Roy galloping away. The chase was... Has he stolen a horse? Is he John Wick? <laughs> he is a horse. <laughs> Roy Mann, the horse. <laughs> Ever since... There, I bit my tongue. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Let's try that again. Ever since Tifa had been a small child, she always dreamed of being a cop. Her parents had always wanted a girly girl, a daughter who would be prom queen and a cheerleader. But Tifa had been a bit of a tomboy since she was quite little. Her three brothers had seen to that. Oh, God, do you think the entire Lockhart family is just as dense as one another? Oh, my God. I want you to be prom queen. You'll be a girl. Go do girl things, girl. They're like, you're the first one of the, the family to actually go to school. <laughs> Despite being a tough girl, she had never lost her natural good looks or femininity. Because you can't be oh. tough and be feminine or good looking. Only ugly girls are tough. This was written at a different time when I was stupid. 
Now, as she chased a dangerous criminal through the dark streets of Tokyo, she wouldn't wish for her life to be different. She had a good job that granted was a lot of hard work with an arsehole for a boss and a great boyfriend who sometimes had to save the world from evil demons. That's right, I'm a great boyfriend, <laughs> ladies, if you're listening. <laughs> Personal recommendation from Tifa Lockhart. And was that part of her criteria when she was a little girl? She's like, I want to be a cop and I want a boyfriend who's here to save the world from evil <laughs> demons. Yes, life was pretty good at the moment, and if she could only bring Roy Mann in, then everything would be grand. Tifa was gaining on him. He was a little out of shape after all the tons of cocaine he had sniffed. Because <laughs> cocaine makes you fat. <laughs> and he sniffed tons of it <laughs> on that one night? Or... <laughs> That's why he's running so fast. She was just a few feet behind him now as they moved out of the alley and into the forecourt of an industrial estate. Tifa was just about to grab Roy when he whipped out a small flick knife from his belt. He slashed, cutting Tifa's arm. She winced and drew back. This gave Roy a chance to get further away. Tifa held her arm. The cut had been deep and already there was blood leaking onto her white shirt. Roy was just about to enter the door of a warehouse. Tifa aimed the handgun. She had refrained from using it before as she wanted to take Roy in alive. He was going to pay for the crimes he had committed, which included drug smuggling, drug running, drug dealing, and murder. Drug murder. (laughs) (laughs) What are the actual difference between all the drug crimes? Because I feel like drug smuggling, drug running is quite similar. Uh, well, smuggling is when you kind of, you know, you're a bit sneaky about it and you put it in crates hidden and then you get it through oh, borders. Okay, and okay. Drug running is when you run down the streets throwing drugs at people. <laughs> like Drug Santa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Drug Santa. <laughs> I'd like to meet him. Tifa aimed at Roy's kneecaps and just before he darted into the factory door, the bullet tore into the back of his leg. Tifa heard his scream of pain. She kept her gun close as she moved forwards. She knew Roy would be slow now but he could still lose her in a big factory. The door had slammed shut behind Roy, so Tifa entered with caution. She eased into the factory and looked around. There was little light, but enough to see. She saw Roy running across the open space in the middle of the factory again. Time to yell as Tifa. (laughs) Freeze. (laughs) She She yelled again, but somehow Roy didn't hear her. (laughs) Tifa raised her gun. Maybe taking Roy in alive wouldn't be as easy as she first thought. She took aim. Then, nothing. She didn't even have time to feel pain as a huge blow struck her from behind. She was out cold. This is much more involved than I thought. It was, I thought it was going to be like a paragraph intro of, of Tifa, but ah, this, this is a whole storyline. This is going on, man. And I don't think we've ever had an opening with Tifa. She seems like she's mm. becoming more of an important character. Mm. Yeah. It was the fourth ad break in a 30-minute long episode of Louise's favourite soap. It really annoyed her that there were so many ads in Japanese television, but at least she had the chance to go to the loo now. Because girls like soaps, (laughs) and they go to the loo all the time. Always doing their makeup or crying or whatever it is that they're doing. Doing their periods in a toilet. (laughs) And we've gone from this like cool cop show opening to Louise is watching telly. (laughs) MC could feel his eyes closing as he was dying of complete boredom. In his opinion, soaps were the evil of all television programmes. He wished there was a way he could fight them. In fact, he was almost yearning for a good battle with a force of darkness or an interesting case to get his teeth into. But since the gang had killed a war demon that had decided to make its home in a church, all had been quiet. 
Interesting. That was actually a thing mentioned in the the end of the previous episode. Yeah, that's how the last episode ended, wasn't it? They had a case about mm. a demon in a church. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that we've just negated that and gone straight to the television watching. This surprised MC, as the way Shin Khan had been telling it, the arrival of Chip would send the universe into a whirlwind. But nothing. I thought it was more that the one had caused a lot of apocalyptic events to kind of take yeah. place. And he did say something about bringing someone back from the death, uh, the dead would cause like a rift, and I guess that would have consequences. Did he? Yeah. Is that th- when he was doing the ceremony thing? I think... Uh, With the silver watch and the four-leaf clover. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said something about how bringing someone back from the dead would oh, cause okay, okay. madness. MC was so bored, they contemplated striking up a conversation with Jay, who was sitting next to him on the settee. He had a notepad and was scribbling things down. As a side note, I feel mm. like we haven't seen much of Jay and Louise in this season so far. No, the only thing we've really had so far is Louise, like, instantly forgiving Chip. And <laughs> well, no, she was cautious. For about five <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Then she's like, oh, but he's so... <laughs> and also Jay and Louise, not even arguing, but, like, having that tension between them. Yeah, just not having any sort of relationship, really. Mm. Like, it seems like they're not even trying to rectify it. Mm. Um, I guess it's still really early, though, because, I mean, we're in what, episode five of this season so I guess it's yeah. still a long way to go yeah that's very true what are you doing MC asked peering over the pad of paper I'm trying to get my money back again MC laughed JJJ <laughs> I thought you'd given that up and were happy being just another ordinary person I've never stopped trying different things I went into town just last week to meet someone I used to know that's uh, this was a. This is a picking up on the plot thread from the mm. end of last season because Jay was like, "I'm going to be rich again," mm. and everyone was like, "Okay, Jay, thumbs up." And then it turned out to be a trap from vampires. Yeah, but he's still trying. Bless him. He he's is, still going he for it. Yeah. Then MC realised he hadn't spoken to Jay much lately. In a strange way, MC felt like Jay's father figure. Did he? Uh, abusive father figure. <laughs> Very abusive. Less abusive than his actual father. <laughs> so I guess that's something. Kidnapped and tried to kill him. Yeah. So. Jay's moving up. That's why Jay doesn't mind of all this abuse. His oh father was such a shithead. He's like, oh, oh, Chip, Louise and Jay, they all love me so much. Oh, oh my God. Uh. This is, oh man, this is quite tragic. <laughs> and on that point, his own father had deserted him and had nearly killed him. Then he had lost all of his money. He was always getting caught into something that required him to be saved and MC felt almost responsible for him. Yet just lately, Jay had seemed to drift through life almost unnoticed. So what's the latest scheme? MC asked, pretending to be interested. I'm thinking of inventing a toaster. <laughs> I was not expecting that. That's not yeah. what I thought he was going to say. You know they've already been invented, right? Yeah, of course. Jay crossed something out in his notebook. But this toaster has a 30 second delay between each slice of bread you put in, so you can butter one while the other piece is being cooked still. It also has a built-in Slipknot album <laughs> and an alarm clock. I'm also thinking about adding a remote control for the TV. I feel like he started with a decent idea. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know if that was a thing that was invented, but that must exist now, right? Like a delay on the toaster, so... So you do, like, two separate timers for each side? Yeah, so the second piece of toast is ready as you finish buttering or peanut buttering, whatever, the first bit of toast. You know, I don't know if anyone's done this specifically, but I feel maybe there are toasters with a separate timer for each slot. Yeah, but I feel like in 2006, or whenever mm. this was written like toasters hadn't been invented <laughs> yeah. yet especially not ones with Slipknot albums in them yeah. <laughs> oh look MC declared turning his attention back to the telly the soap is back on <laughs> he wondered why Louise was taking so long 
Well, he reached out to Jay. He tried, didn't he? Yeah, Jay. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll try and talk to my idiot son. And then we'll go from there. Louise went to walk into the bathroom when Chip walked out. Oh, she said, hi. Mm, so I guess that was mm. a kind of little cut to what Louise is doing, but then we've changed scenes again. So just it's a little... confusing. Yeah. yeah. Everything was blurry. Tifa was just about coming round, but couldn't quite get her sense right. <laughs> yeah, that's been a lifelong struggle. <laughs> She could hear muffled voices, but the searing pain at the back of her head caused her to be distracted. She's probably trying to think again. <laughs> She's going into thought mode. <laughs> Blast from the past. Well done. That's one of my favourites. At least it took the attention away from the cut in her arm. You can get a cut in your arm? Like inside it? Yeah. Like yeah. A, a cut on beauty. your arm. Yeah. Yeah. As the confusion drifted away, and Tifa realised she was on the floor of the factory with a huge headache... She began to make sense of the noise. It was a voice. Two, in fact, and both male. She tried to stand, but just felt dizzy. Tifa started to crawl forwards towards the voices. Then she saw the two men speaking. Roy stood there, unable to put any weight on his shot leg. He looked pale and was shaking quite a lot. Tifa thought she recognised the man Roy was talking to, but her head was still hazy. Again, lifelong thing that's always been there. She tried to keep low to avoid detection. She thought that her chances of catching Roy Mann were pretty low at the moment. Then, suddenly, the other guy grabbed Roy by the throat. Tifa wondered what she should do, and then the answer came to her. She still held her gun in one hand. She pulled herself up some railings and readied herself. So, whoever knocked her out to save Roy didn't take her gun away. <laughs> All right, it'll be fine. It probably is it's Tifa. She probably doesn't know what it is. <laughs> Probably thinks it's a sandwich and she's trying to eat it. Classic villain thing of like, oh, you watch me do this though. Like, there's nothing, there's no way you can get out of this now. You'll be knocked out forever. Just before she could tell them both to freeze, the man snapped Roy's neck and dropped his limp body. Tifa fell back down to a crouching position and looked on in horror as the man turned (gasps) out to be Chief Inspector Hirato. Tifa's boss. You mean there's something wrong about him? He's corrupt in some way? If only, if only there'd been a clue, some subtle hint before. This season is like rapidly moving along though, isn't it? it there's is. no drawn out sort of like, I kind of like that in a way that mm. it's no sort of like, you know, 15 episodes in and they'll still be like, hmm, he's a bit fishy, this guy. Mm. Now she's seen him murder someone mm. and not in a police way. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would think that we're American from that statement. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like he was just out killing some black teenagers or anything like that. No, he has snapped someone's neck. Look at us getting all political. An older guy too. Yeah. Ooh, and I think he was white? Yeah. Or Japanese? Yeah. I don't know. Talk about uncomfortable. Chip thought as he stood in the doorway of the bathroom. I feel like that probably wasn't the delivery. (laughs) But let's go with it. I feel like he looked at the camera as he thought that. (laughs) He had spent most of his time since returning in his bedroom. Reading and doing exercise, trying to reheal himself. <laughs> reheal. When you, when you heal yourself, you need to heal yourself again. <laughs> reheal. Mm-hmm. 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 Cool one for the lexicon, I guess. <laughs> he hadn't interacted with the group at all since they had saved a bunch of street kids and hadn't spoken to Shindo Khan either. Chip thought it was for the best. Human interaction hadn't been his strong point lately. Well, unless you count murdering them, I guess. <laughs> and it showed. He stood just a few feet away from Louise in complete silence for a few long moments. Louise was also struggling. What the hell do you say, do someone, who pushed you down the stairs? What the hell do you say, do someone? 
Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She wondered. So, uh, how have you been? <laughs> she finally said. <laughs> Just, you know, someone kills your children or something. <laughs> they, what do you say to someone who <laughs> murdered your children? <laughs> Hi, how you been? Been busy? Yeah? Just making a bit of small talk. Yeah. So, uh, how have you been? She finally said. Dead. You? Disabled. They both giggled nervously, but it seemed to break the ice. Oh, yeah, I remember the time I pushed you down the stairs and you were in a wheelchair for years after. Yeah, and then you went to hell for a couple of lifetimes, so... uh, (laughs) Funny times. Crazy world we live in. Look, Chip started, but Louise cut him off. I know what you're going to say. What? You're going to say you're sorry. Yeah, pretty much. Look, Chip, I know there's a lot of things you need to get clear in your head, and saying a simple sorry won't help matters. Yeah, no shit. You need to get things straight before you give us an explanation as to what happened. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Louise is incredibly patient. Wow, she is she the kindest person in the world? Really? Or... Except when it's Jay. Yeah, except Jay. <laughs> He's annoying. Fuck him. <laughs> Chip, look, you were going through some hard times and I understand. <laughs> Jay, you did leave that you put the toilet seat up again, you fucking prick. I'm going to cut your face off. Uh, oh, dear. Louise and Chip swapped places. He felt a little better having actually spoken to someone, even if it was just a few sentences. Hey, he called back before Louise closed the door. Chip. That was not her voice. <laughs> Chip, just get one thing straight. We're not friends. Ooh. There we go. Bit sick of burn. Yeah. yeah. She closed the door. The words had hurt, but what could he have expected? Chip hurried back to his room, closing the door behind him. Okay, so... Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, she's not instantly forgiving. No, it's not like, it's like, hey, everything's fine, guys. Yeah. It's like, uh, I guess it's, you know, not to get too serious about this mm. piece of shit that I wrote years and years ago. But, like, if a friend of yours had done something really bad... Mm. I mean, uh, this is obviously a bit out there, a mm. bit extreme mm. with ending the world and murder. What did you do? <laughs> but I mean, at what point do you kind of like not forgive your friends, but... Uh, Don't hate them. Yeah. Um, probably longer than like 48 hours. Sure, sure, sure. But you know, they're not friends. She said this. <laughs> she, <laughs> now show him. <laughs> she's, um, I guess this is an extreme example, but she's out there enough to say like, no, we're not friends, you idiot. But... Right come and say something to us when you're ready, I guess. At least giving him the chance to explain. I feel like why. it was more uh, sort of... Yeah, but in the reverse order. Yeah. Because she ended with, we're not friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, to let him know yeah. this isn't okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I've addressed that slightly. It's like when, you know, when somebody goes to a, to, uh, a murder trial mm-hmm. and the judge <laughs> says, look, you made some mistakes. <laughs> come talk to us when you're ready. <laughs> And say, oh, thanks, man, I really appreciate it. But we're not friends. <laughs> oh, wow, sorry, I won't murder any more people now. So we're not going to the pub after this? <laughs> MC, bored at the lack of sex in the soap opera, turned his attention back to Jay. What kind of soap operas have I been watching? I don't know. I mean, would you count, like, Sex in the City as, like, a soap opera? No. No. Yeah, that's his own fault then, really, isn't it? <laughs> it's like being disappointed in the, the lack of spaceships in this historical <laughs> romance. <laughs> That I'm always disappointed when that <laughs> True, doesn't happen. We do, we do. <laughs> MC, bored at the lack of sex in the soap opera, turned his attention back to Jay. So? He said. Yeah, I know what you mean. Jay replied, not even bothering to look up from his notepad. MC decided that seeing as he was the leader of the gang, he would change the channel. <laughs> he 
He's got that right. <laughs> As he got up to find the remote that had been lost down the back of the settee, Louise returned from the bathroom. She looked a bit upset. You okay? MC asked as he sat down. Fine, she replied. MC caught a glimpse of Jay shaking his head out of the corner of his eye. He hoped Louise didn't notice as he didn't fancy sitting through Jay versus Louise round 567. I wonder if the phone's working. MC said as he noticed the phone sitting in the lobby. Why is that? Jay asked. Just hasn't rung in such a long time. Just be glad it's quiet at the moment. Yep. MC thought. That's bound to have jinxed it. <laughs> he sat, that made me laugh. That was actually fairly humorous. Yeah, well well done, 15-year-old Chip. <laughs> he sat on the edge of his seat, waiting for the first beeps of the telephone's ring. It didn't come. A few minutes later, MC relaxed back in the chair. Hookers. He declared. <laughs> oh, wasn't that a I good tried, thing? I think we tried to make it a thing of using hookers as a swear word. Yes, and obviously it stuck around. Clearly. Yep. Come part of pop culture now. <laughs> Which is why we had to explain it. Yes, Mr. Johnson. Yes. It's all taken care of. Yes. I am excited also. Goodbye, Mr. Johnson. Chief Inspector Harato hung up the phone just as Tifa kicked the door in. Yes. Can I help you? He asked politely. Don't play innocent with me, you son of a bitch. She grabbed Harato by his collar and tie. Is there a reason? Christ, I'm doing two high-voiced <laughs> characters now. Is there a reason why you're threatening your higher-ranking officer, Detective? He was unfazed. I saw you kill Roy Mann today. Oh, okay, so they're not still at the scene of the crime. No. She just let Tifa go, I guess, or what? I Maybe he thought that she was still unconscious and that she hadn't seen anything? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I saw you kill Roy Mann today. Did you indeed? Hirato checked behind Tifa to make sure the door had slammed shut behind her and that the blinds were drawn in his officer. <laughs> Just an officer standing in the corner of the is room that, with the blinds over him. Is that like a, a euphemism for making sure his fly's done up? <laughs> oh, excuse me, mate. Uh, you're, you're, the blinds aren't drawn and your officer. <laughs> oh, with one mighty shove, Hirato pushed Tifa across the room. She landed on the floor, but got straight back to her feet. Tifa closed her fist and punched Hirato square on the nose. It started to bleed instantly, but the chief inspector didn't even flinch. Hmm. I feel like Tifa has encountered enough demons and supernatural beings at this point to realise that if you get literally thrown across the room, maybe that's... Well, I mean, if you push someone, there's a chance they could fly back across True. the room. I guess Tifa is quite petite. Yeah. Yeah, and if you caught her off guard and stuff true, like that. Like, true. if I came out and pushed you and you didn't know, you'd, you'd go back a bit. No, because I'm hard. <laughs> I'm a tough boy. <laughs> Tifa took a step back, not knowing quite what to do. Yes, I murdered Roy... Moiran? <laughs> yes, I murdered Moiran. My fucking shit. <laughs> Moiran. <laughs> I killed Moiran and Roy Mann and... What are you reading right now? Moi... Rune? <laughs> yes. I wrote... Fucking... I wrote... Are you okay? Are you okay? Roy Mann. I'm having okay? a stroke. <laughs> again. again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. I murdered Roy Mann and lots of other people. But unfortunately, there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. He's so... Ballsy, isn't he? He's he just is. like straight up, yeah, I murdered a gun. Like, sure did, yeah. and loads of other people. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Wanna a bet? 
<laughs> Two for forgetting how to construct sentences there. I wonder what your superiors in a court of law would say about a corpse with your fingerprints on it. So do I. But seeing as there is no body, I don't think we'll ever find out. Oh, it's like, has he called it up already? Did he eat it? <laughs> I wouldn't put it... It could be. could be a thing. That could be a thing, yeah. Tifa wore a frowned expression as she stared at her still-smiling boss. It's quite creepy, isn't it? Mm. I don't know if it's just the voice you picked to do for him, yeah. but... I don't know what you mean. <laughs> he pushed a buzzer on his telecom system and asked for two officers immediately. But have they got blinds? <laughs> That's what I want to know. You won't get away with this. Tifa snarled. Oh, I guess this is the part where I say another cliché line from a B-rated cop movie. Detective Lockhart, you have no idea what you are dealing with. Two policemen entered Herato's office. Please escort Miss Lockhart off the premises. The two men took Tifa's arms, but she shrugged them off. That's Detective Lockhart. Didn't I mention? You're fired. (gasps) Harato's grin stretched. No, Tifa's like no. childhood dream. No. On what damn grounds? Assaulting a senior officer. You're lucky I'm not going to be pressing charges. But if I ever see you again, then I just very well may change my mind. Tifa stormed out of the office. I'll get you, Harato. She called out. You murdering bastard. You okay there, sir? One of the officers asked. Yes, I'm fine. But put a watch squad on Tifa Lockhart. I want to know everything she does and where she goes. What the fuck is a watch squad? (laughs) (laughs) Is it anything to do with silver watches? Because then Shinna can't interact with them. The famous police term, watch squad. (laughs) Imagine there's some sort of like cop show in the 70s, but it's just these cops watching people. (laughs) They don't do anything else. They just sit there and watch. Watch squad. (laughs) The officers nodded and they both left. Hirato sat back down in his chair and wiped away the blood from his nose with a handkerchief. Done, he said, looking into the mirror. And I've got a speech to give tomorrow. <gasps> and that's where we're going to leave part one of Revelations. Wow, mm. it fucking went down there, didn't it? And it was, I mean, it was the Tifa episode. Yeah, it really was the Tifa episode, wasn't it? Like, it started with her, it ended with her. And it was the first part of that um, as, as loyal viewers know we split the episodes into two parts mm-hmm. and it was the first part of that particular episode which is normally the boring part yeah. but it was the exciting part oh my god I've learned how to write first acts does that mean that the second part is going to be boring now probably yes it's going to be just watch squad <laughs> <laughs> it just... oh that's another spin off I want to write watch squad <laughs> maybe Strider could join watch squad oh yeah that would be amazing <laughs> Strider in watch squad <laughs> You're a loose cannon, loose strider. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, we now know that Chief Inspector Harato is evil. If, yes. Yeah, I. There were hints, but yeah, because he murdered a drug dealer, and he did say he murdered a bunch of other people as that's well. That's true. That's true. But were they criminals? Or? Well, he did fight Tifa, so he's evil. That's true. That that's the worst thing he's ever committed. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Also, who is this Mister Johnson that he's speaking to? I know his mysterious yeah. boss. Or that was kind of a little throwaway thing at the start when we came back into this scene. But yeah. he seemed to be who Chief Inspector Harato was answering to. And um, oh, the creepy mind control, the mind controller. Oh, Freddy. Yeah, he said yeah. something about uh, having a boss. Yeah, as well. that's right. That is right. Hmm, intriguing, MC. Lots of things happening here. And poor Tifa, she's been fired. I know. Does she know what that means? Does she think she's actually been set on fire? Or... <laughs> just running around, completely fired. Going, 
help, help, <laughs> someone get a fire, stronger shirt. <laughs> but because that's her yelling, no one can actually hear her to help her. <laughs> and yeah, that was coming, I mean, apart from that, we had MC watching television. Yeah. <laughs> Semi talking to Jay. Yeah. And a bit of an interaction with Louise and Chip. So that, yeah, yeah. seeing how that relationship is and that, you know, they haven't forgiven him yet. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what's going to happen with Chief Inspector Harasso. And what will happen with Jay's toaster idea? <laughs> Well, if you want to tell us more about the toasters that you've invented, <laughs> there's ways that you can get in touch with us. So, firstly, there's Facebook, because we are at facebook.com slash podcast. We're also on, I spent quite a lot of time just then trying to think of a toast-related pun to Twitter, but came up with nothing. <laughs> on Twitter, at How I Ripped Off. Good, I'm glad you went with that as well. <laughs> And if you want to see what's happened in previous episodes, or just have a re-listen because you're weird, uh, you can find our entire back catalogue on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio and iTunes. And please leave us a rating and a review and the details of your toaster. Yes. Uh, as that helps us a lot, because then we can steal your idea of make a fortune from toasters. <laughs> exactly. Just don't even speak about the show. Just leave us five stars and tell us about your toaster invention and what album it would play. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just 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 do that. Yes. Please don't. <laughs> and we're going to see you next time for some more revelations in Revelations Part Two. <laughs>